Moto Limited Network. It's good to have other opinions that you know are good opinions too. If you're in my way, we, we gotta do battle. basically is my life. My brain probably wanders a lot. I don't know. Here it is, the Moto Limited Show. Welcome, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight on show number 11. Um, man, this weekend we had some awesome racing and I can't wait to get into show number 11. I'm your host, as always, Trent Maher, and joining me, as always, as the regular co-host on the show here, the one, the only, Robbie Marshall. Mate, what is going on? Not much, man. Uh um, yeah, I've actually been back into a bit of light training and lots of physio and, yeah, loving watching these races still. I only just watched today. I only just watched the racing today from the weekend and, yeah, it's unreal, so I might talk about it. Get ready to get into it. Um, and joining us tonight, Robbie, got another in-studio guest. Man, I'm getting so pumped on the amount of people that are wanting to come down and join us on the show here and talk about uh, talk about this uh, sport that we all love to do. Uh, he's another another Toowoomba guy, one of the hottest uh, properties up there at the moment in the motos- motocross scene and supercross scene. It's uh, the number 16 on the Husqvarna, Caleb Barham, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Uh, yeah, we're keen to be down here and keen to get chatting about this weekend. We definitely picked a good weekend to come down and chat about it, especially in that 250 class. I mean, man, it was next level. It was, it was. So, I appreciate- and, and what a coincidence, it's another MPE rider. Isn't it? Yes. Isn't it just? It's Robbie... <laughs> I love your transition there. Perfect transition into reading these sponsors before we get too deep in the show like last week. So that's it. MPE Suspension is one of our biggest sponsors on the show here. Paul, Barrick, and the team up there do a f- sensational job. One of one of your biggest sponsors, Caleb. Uh, Paul's been around me for a lot of years now. And yep. yeah, I said he's yeah, been the reason that I've yeah, been able to do what I do and been able to... Yeah, do the job that I love now, so it's <laughs> that, good. That's the go. So as always, guys, get over to mpesuspension.com.au or call up the team and just have a chat to them about getting your, just your suspension service first and foremost. If not, you're looking for a Husqvarna, they are the Husqvarna dealer up there on the Sunshine Coast. Um, and if you mention the Moto Unlimited show, they will definitely try and help you out with uh, with a deal on your suspension if you're getting that first first setup done. If not, just getting it serviced, guys. It makes the world a difference, especially if you get a brand new bike, you run it in, five hours on that oil in those forks and shock and they start, um, the oil starts disintegrating and turning to water. So get up there and, and get your suspension service and you'll see the world a difference. Uh, and our other sponsor is Pro Powder Powder Coating. Adam and the team down there, uh, propowder.com.au, protecting your investment. Um, one of the best in the game when it comes to your powder coating needs from your truck trays, ute trays, down to your smaller um, motocross frames and all your little bits and pieces you want to get in there, durable stuff. And um, he's helped myself out for years and many others uh, in the in the scene. So same deal there. Mention the Moto Limited show and you'll be uh, you'll be set up. So that gets uh, the bills paid there once again. And I haven't we haven't run into this AMA review and then realised I hadn't done that yet. But 
as I said, Caleb, appreciate you coming down, mate. It's uh, it's uh, your first time in here. I yeah. did have you on the microphone up at Harvey Bay when we were up there for the Queenslands, but that was a little uh, little more budget setting than yeah, we're in no, right now. Yeah, it was now. good. We just kind of, yeah, end of the day, it was good just to be able to get a bit of a chat. It was definitely gnarly racing up there as well. It was yeah. definitely a big weekend, so I was keen to, keen to have a bit of a chat after that one as well. That's it. And Rob? Physio today, mate, clear to start walking again for yourself a little bit with your crutches. How is everything with the knee? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I can walk already, but just been taking it easy for the first four weeks uh, as a as doctor's orders. Yep. But, um, yeah, physio is super happy, and it's four weeks this Wednesday, and that was the aim to be off the crutches and out of the brace by then, and, yeah, I'm pretty well on. Oh, Robbie hasn't paid his Wi-Fi bill again. He did this I to his last week. Um, <laughs> and yeah, been, been able to been able to get back into some training too. So that's it. You better sort out your Wi-Fi, Rob. You've dropped out on us again, like you did last week. Really? Got to pay that bill, bud. <laughs> it's not. It's not even on Wi-Fi, isn't it? Uh, oh, you pay your phone bill. Yeah, yeah. come on, Rob. Get on onto it. <laughs> uh, that's the way. As long as you, you're getting better, mate. That's the main thing. We'll have you back out on the track here soon. All right, well, let, <clears throat> let's get started then. Uh, we had on the weekend there um, the Millville or Spring Creek National uh, of the AMA Pro Motocross Series. Um, man, what a weekend of racing. Like just the, the, the whole weekend was just out of control. Every race, there was battles going on. There was people coming from nowhere. There was – it just down to the last lap in every single moto. And I don't know about you guys, but on the circuit, Millville looks like the sickest track there is on the circuit. Yeah. Oh, completely. That track is just – Bullshit. It's got loam, that new uphill triple and everything. Like, it just looks next level. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, definitely want to ride there. It looks unreal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the other the week when we were talking about favorite tracks, I think it was on all of our lists nearly. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, today when I watched it, like, especially this year, like, it formed. I didn't like it. The first 250 race I seen, yeah. like, it looked real fast and they'd like made inside berms and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't really like that. But then it got so rough that yeah. at the end of the day, like it made for such good race and there was heaps of lines. Them down there um, got gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, it was, yeah, it just made for better race and the track formed up so good, it looked like. Yeah. Well, I mean, in years past, it's normally like that roughness that you get in, that was in Moto 2. They normally have a Moto 1. Yeah. So it was good because it I, for me, you listen to some of the post-race interviews from the boys and that, and they were like, some of them didn't like it because it was too fast, and then others liked it because it was more open and flowing and you can make more passes. Like, I just think, I think the way they prepped this, and then as we talked about last week, Rob, um, with Red Buds, how they looked different to years past. Like, I think that's yeah. why the racing's been much better because the tracks mm-hmm. have been a bit quick, a bit more open. It's brought everyone together. It's not like a slot car track where everyone's riding the one line and trying to, you know, not make the mistake to make the pass. Like, people are just going anywhere, hanging it out, and that's why we're seeing these epic battles. Yeah, I think – I mean, I don't love it in some ways because it does come down a lot to the – Start. So I'm see a real fast guys are still making passes. Yeah. But I'm finding like, and they're even talking about it in the commentary, like, I need to get a start. If you're not getting the starts, the boys are just struggling. Like, and we're going to talk about the 450 class soon. A, a couple of riders that will, will stand up. So, yeah, I mean, um, 
Yeah, it's, that's the only thing. Like, I saw the racing was unreal today. I didn't think there was heaps of passing, heaps of battles. Mm. But, yeah, it was obviously really hard for guys to pass. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it would have been up my alleyway. Yeah. I wish I could get out of there. I would have been laughing. Yeah, you would have been happy days. I And, and, <laughs> and honestly, too, like, I think the, the starts is key because, yeah, the passing's up. But I think it's just because everyone is, like, up the level and everyone, there's a lot of riders on yeah, the same level, too. So It's not the Eli Tomac dominance that we've seen yeah. before. Everybody, there's... There's four or five people out there at the minute that could be there. That's every right. Motto. That's yeah, hundred percent. Right. Back back in the day, it wouldn't have mattered if the track was fast or whatever. It's still, yeah. you still would have seen the freaks like Tomac come through or whatever. But yeah, it's just not happening this year, which is which is a good thing because yeah. yeah, first three attempts he got. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyone can win, really. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, let's get stuck into it. Let's go 450 class first, because man, so much happened in this in this class over the weekend. The points have changed dramatically. We had so much going on, <laughs> but I want to uh, revert your attention back to last week, and I said I think AC can go on a roll here, Robbie and. Adam Cincerillo won one on the weekend. Whole shot both motos, led every single lap of both motos, and looked flawless out there. Yeah, they looked unreal. Um, it's crazy, eh? Like, like, it was a long time ago now, obviously, but it brings back memories for me. And yeah, it, it does happen when you get that confidence mm. and you get the start. Like, each race, you're getting that whole shot or close to that whole shot, and you get yourself in that position and get in that first place, and then it all just starts ticking. And you'd, I could just, like, it brought back me- memories for me, and I could just tell by watching him, like, that's exactly what was happening for him. Mm. He was just getting that start out front, ticking off his laps, his lines. Like, he was, he put the bike exactly where he wanted it, the whole motor ever. I don't think I've seen him make, from what they showed, I think I've seen him make one mistake. So it's pretty unreal. Um, so, yeah, you were definitely you definitely hit the nail on the head there. One, The, the one thing you didn't hit the nail on the head with, I think, was Blake Baggett. You said, nah, he can't do it again next week. No, nah, he'll, be, he'll be back. And he goes 2-2. Two, two, so. Yes, I do, I do have that on my notes here, and I'm going to touch on that here shortly. What did you think of AC's ride there, Caleb, on the weekend? Just... 17 from 17 laps both motos that second start yeah he was there like but he, he whole just, shot have I you... know just but like Baggett was like Baggett should have had that but he just was confident man he did just he, had did that he, did you see how he got that whole shot yeah he oh, snuck it from man. like third position like threaded the <laughs> yeah. needle between the two boys and then he hits got... the bank and gets his whole shot and... I will say I think he got be there because he was pretty much inside and there was Baggett and another guy and he, he like chopped straight between the two of them went yeah. out wide and around Bag it like yeah, just yeah, made I, it he was happen. lucky he didn't come together with someone. Yeah, oh, just just obviously was feeling it. Just yeah. as I said, just looked like he clicked off to- clockwork. It just yeah. every lap just clicked off, hit his lines, made it happen, and yeah. just looked flawless. And he had and he had pressure like both motos. Bag it was on him, which yes, Rob, I was wrong on bag it, but again, like I'm still <laughs> this hasn't sold me. No. Like oh, like I heard you know in the the post race stuff that's gone on that apparently he changed something in the clutch, which has helped him with his start which he said if he could get a start, he knows he can still run that pace. So whether that's believable or not, it can be – but AC handled the pressure of Baggett both motos, and Baggett is strong late, and to handle that – And Baggett's smart on his lines. Like yeah. He's one guy that will swap it and change it if he needs to, and usually he does ride a different track compared to the other dudes. So <laughs> he did that moto wide. Yes, exactly <laughs> that. So it, it makes it really good for him to get passing opportunities. He's yeah. not sitting behind a rider the whole time. 
Yeah, I don't know about the whole clutch theory because, like, the second moto is a good example. Um, Sexton passed him. Yeah. And Baggett just sat there, and Baggett obviously always comes on strong the second half of the moto. Yeah. And he sat there, and the next minute, yeah, got Sexton back and was on Cincerello at the end of the moto. So, yeah, whatever. He might have sort of his clutch, but, man, he's riding solid. Yeah, but he had to get the star, like, to get the star to be up there. So, like, he could yeah. afford to let Sexton go and just sort of sit there and find himself yeah. in. Because, yeah, you are right. Whereas if you're doing that, if you're doing that back in eighth or something, then, yeah, you're Never. dreaming. And that's what yeah. I mean. And that's what we've been trying to see out of him is he's been getting those crap starts and whatever. But I'm not 100% sold. Like, if he does this again next week, okay, <laughs> nah, maybe. Third the may, the Yeah, charm. maybe I'm on board. <laughs> he, he's, you know, it, it's – but it's start dependent for him too. Like, I mean, yeah. if he gets a fifth, sixth place start next week, are we going to see him get through onto the podium again? Like, mm. that's my still my question yeah. is whether or not he has that ability, ability to, come to go through because, yeah. you know, at the moment his good rides have come from good starts. Yeah. So, and yeah. his other results have come from bad starts Starts. where he's been nowhere. So let's, I'm holding In saying that, see. though, like, in, in saying that, like today, for example, or sorry, the race the other day, um, did anyone get a start around fifth or sixth and come through? Like, no, but that's what I mean. I, though. I know, I know Tomac and that were back, like further than that, and they did come through to, mm. to around that top five mark. But yeah, it's pretty hard for anyone to do it at the moment. So yeah, but that's but that's what but that again that's what I'm getting like alluding to is like you know yeah you've got to get the good starts like these these results aren't going to be the same without starts which. You know, it's the whole thing at the moment because all of these yeah. guys are so freaking fast and yeah, it's crazy. and fit because they've got an, a got a bit of a preseason under their belt before they start round one. Oh, it's made a major difference this year for them. It's not two weeks Supercross no. Rider boys. Let's go drop the gate for motocross. Yeah. Like, they've actually been able to have time to test and get everything sorted. That's so. it. And I wanted to bring up Baggett's pass on Sexton in Moto 1 down oh. the hill, dude. Did that? I was like, there's no way he's oh, got yeah. it. And I was like, holy. And he just, just, and like, stopped. And yeah, I'm like, perfect. It wasn't like he was out of control. I was but. like, dude, if that was any of us or like yeah, anybody else, he was just going straight through <laughs> that berm or hoping that stopped him at the bottom. And he just like, he stopped before the right, like, checked him up and just went, brah. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was strong down that hill all day. Yeah, he was so strong down that hill. Yeah, it's to get him. So now we're gonna chat about my boy Zach, Zachary Osborne. Oh, mate, you'd be sad, wouldn't you, Caleb? Oh, tell me about it. Sixteen <laughs> on a husky little guy. Oh, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. But yeah, he's still on top. But yeah, definitely was a weekend for him. I said, yeah. he, but. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. Could have flicked that tie off the rim. It would have been all over. Yeah. There was no way he was finishing that. D- so. Yeah. So, so yeah. it was just a flat, right? Yeah. It was that's just a flat front tire. That's what that's what they've released. Yeah. So, so whether or not it was a moose yeah. or two, but you didn't like look to, flat to me. Nah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, we were just talking about before, and Caleb's like, "Well, if they're running mooses, then a moose will like." Stay, you know, stay Hold on. Up a bit. But it'll yeah, move. See, I've never some moves, but so if it know. rolls off the rim, it's all over. Yeah, like me and Hubby yeah. Bay, like uh, the Queensland titles a couple yeah. of weeks ago, like I got that flat rear. I knew as soon as it, if it was going to flick off the rim, I was done. There's yeah. no way of getting it back on. It looked like a couple points. That tire yeah. literally rolled nearly off the rim yeah. completely. So, and that's a tube too. That's not well. You yeah. run a moose. Oh no, I was running tubes. Yeah. So I was running tubes with so a moose. They're gonna like they, they at least give you that opportunity to roll and they're bring gonna it back hold on. Up. Like I definitely think mm. he was running. 
running a moose. Yeah. He'd be silly if he yeah. wasn't running I'm, a moose. I'm 100% certain that most of those guys outdoor. Well, I mean, it's I think Barsha that, yeah. last year was running a was running a tube front front because he got a flat last year or something, and then it come out that some of these guys run the front because. The super cross a lot. They run a lot. Yeah, because they can't get the feel. Yeah, out and of the a lot of people, it, it just comes down to personal preference. And I guess mm. what you like, like I know there's certain people that I've trained with over the years, and yeah. a couple of them are very, very, very good Australian champions yeah. many times. And I know that he hates the feel of a moose. Yeah. Hates yep. it with a yeah. passion. I've tested moose. I didn't like them at They're all. Definitely- I've, I've literally never tried one, eh? Oh, dude. Really? That's one thing, one thing I've never tried. They're, they're a weird, what, weird feel. So, did. Do you think he made the right decision and didn't pull in? Well, I mean, if you look at the lap, if you look at the lap chart or like the gap, he had like fifty-seven seconds over twentieth, which is one point. point yeah. So if he'd have pulled in, dude, like you'd imagine, like those guys, two factory mechanics, a minute and a half to change a front tire. Yeah. That puts him back and. Like, is he going to charge, charge be through. able to charge through and get back to 15th? Because he got 16th. So, is he going to be able to? Yeah, yeah. So, that's where, like, you know, yeah, it's one of those things. And then. Bit of a catch 22. But do, you do it or risk it or not. And in the heat of the moment, you kind of. Yeah, it's but, one of them things. But that's the thing with this Husky team, though, too. Like, they just seem to be having all these issues. Like, let's go back to Supercross. Anderson's seat falls off. Zacho's side panel falls off. Then Zacho has now that. Side panels, I rip them off on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, then, but then, <laughs> Zach, but then, Zach has the issue with the bike not starting at Loretta's. Mm. Then we've got this flat front. And then when he's saying he got the flat front and he's trying to look for his mechanics, he couldn't see him and they're in a different position. Like it just seems like there's a whole bunch of like just weird stuff going on. And it's like, yeah, you know, and, and, at the end of the day, most people would know or should know, but Roger DeCosta sits over and like overwatches everything. Overwatches the whole thing. He's not let that doesn't happen on the KDM team. Mm. So what's going mm. on with this Husky team that's you know, it could be just bad luck, which that that does happen, but it seems to be like a string of things starting to go. And if Zacho loses this because of like a mechanical, oh. how yeah, how dirty would you be? Dude, because when they kept when he kept going past the mechanics area and they kept showing the three K uh, the three husky guys standing around his stand, yeah. dude, it looks like they were just standing there scratching their heads. Yeah. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it was weird. But I mean, it's one of those debates whether whether or not he's gonna he's gonna um you know be there or or um. Yeah, yeah, whether you would get back. It's, uh, you know. it's definitely made it more exciting for us, though. Like, it's tightened things up again. Well, that's it. I mean, we're going to get to the points here in a sec because there's a couple more I want to talk about before we start talking about points and championship stuff. Um, I'm going to ask the question again, Robin. <laughs> I think he's sick. I Something's up with Tomac. That's what you're going to ask, right? Yeah. You knew it. I, I mean... <laughs> I, 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 something's got to be up with him for him to be doing what he's doing. Like, I know everyone's fast and that, but, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Well, I listened to I listened to uh, a podcast this afternoon, um, which is obviously where I got a lot of this information from because I, yeah, there's no way we can get to the track, track and talk yeah. to these guys. Um, but... Um, yeah, they're just like they're saying like he's not the guy anymore. He's just one of the guys. Yeah, like he's just not showing that like he's the guy that everyone's trying to beat, sort of thing. He's just kind of if he gets a good start, he's going to be up there. But man, honestly, I don't know. Like it'd be interesting to see him with a start. Yeah, like, yeah. Both he's motos. not he's not getting starts, is he? Like at all? Twelfth, tenth, and then come through to sixth, fifth. Like it's not a bad ride. 
No. But it's just not the Eli Tomac that we're used to. We're used to him absolutely being the guy. Didn't matter whether or not he started in well, 12th or 20th. Yeah. He was going to be the guy by the end of the moto. That's right. He was going to be there. He was going to be doing that late bag at moto hmm. at the end where we saw on the weekend. Yep. But yep. not like, not to uh, um, like insult anyone or anything, but like Christian Craig followed in that whole first moto oh. up to the, like, so Tomac got what? Uh, sixth and Craig got sevens. Yeah, so, that's right. like, they come from the same spot. So, it's not like, well, not like he come from way back and blitzed through the field and no other guys could do that. Like, yeah, Christian Craig did it right behind him, which, no offense to Christian Craig. And I'm loving how Christian Craig's riding right now and getting yeah. these good results. Yeah. But, um, like you wouldn't normally Christian Craig tag on the back of him and stay there the whole moto. Well, I mean, ultimately too, like Craig's had a couple of starts on the 450, but he's never done a full season. Like, so theoretically he's a rookie Yeah. in the yeah. 450 class, you know? So yeah, yeah like, I yeah. So, that's like, what I mean. Like, I think I think something's up. Something's like. got to be. And, and that's what I said to you guys from the start. Like, you, they, we're never going to find out, but you try and put your figure. I just think it's a. it could be a combination of things. And, you know, Caleb and I talked about it before we start, which we talked about last week, Rob, and I was like, for me, it's like he just there's a bunch of different reasons why he's not performing and yeah. they're all just and then a, and then compound that on the fact that he had two bad rounds at Loretta's yep. he's way back things aren't going his way 2020 well let's just that's all another topic in, in itself <laughs> yeah. like it's it's not the year yeah. so yeah so it's I think it's just a combination yeah of I think it's things. yeah um, yeah 100% it's definitely a combination of things but yeah I don't I don't think it's solely just everyone stepped it up now nah and no. he's not the guy anymore. Like, I, I seriously think yeah, there's a lot more to it. It's a common names, like you said. Yeah. No, that's for sure. That was that was another, you know, Craig, Christian Craig rode awesome on the weekend. Like, that's the best he, mm. he's run. And it wasn't just the first moto where he tagged on. He did in the second moto. So, Tomac went fifth yeah. and he went sixth. So, both motos yeah. are tagged onto the back. He did it at Red Bud as well. Like, he's really starting to become – the rider that we all sort of like he's so talented and his ability on a bike is ridiculous but he just hasn't been able to put it together like he's just now starting to like you like all right christian craig's starting to look like how he should yeah he's starting to throw yeah. a couple hooks in them front boys and he's trying to reel them in it's cool yeah and we've got like three rookies that are throwing it up there now yeah. with cincerello sexton and craig yeah like, yeah you don't really see that that often yeah three like one rookie let alone three like yeah. I know listening to the broadcast today, like they're asking Dungey about it and Dungey obviously won his first rookie year. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, how many people have done that? But now you're watching Cincerello, he looks like a seasoned veteran. Yeah. And then yeah, Craig Craig and uh, Sexton there. Yeah. Man, they're not, which is unreal to see. It's kind of hard to believe. Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, um, Chase Sexton was fourth overall. He was fastest qualifier, and his qualifying lap was yeah. ridiculous. But he had a pretty shoddy Moto 1 and ended up third there in, in Moto 2. And still one point off the podium. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's not there. Nah, he's right there. He's so close. But how does Justin Barsha do? That's the quietest third position, I think, Barsha. Oh, I was, was going to say that. I didn't even know he got third until I was just looking. At the results before, and yeah. I'm like, "What? Hardly seen him all day on the on the broadcast." Yeah. and then next minute he's third. Yeah, just quiet. Like he was, he was, and again, he was just floating in front of Tomac all weekend. Like the yeah. one dude in front of Tomac all weekend. Like yeah. it went, it went, Barsha, Tomac, Craig in both motos just 
they finished yeah. in different positions, but it was the three of them in just the, in order. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah, quiet for Barsha, especially when we come off Red Bud, where we were talking about his pass on Marvin oh, and, and and the moves he was trying to put on Adam. So, um, you know, pretty quiet. Um, dude, what about Tickle's crash on that step up? Oh. <sighs> So I didn't, I didn't see it. They, they, I didn't see it. I must have missed the replay. Yeah, you must have missed the replay, dude. He just like it looks like he just grabbed foot pegs off the up ramp and just Nosed floated it. all the way, and then landed past the down ramp and just biked straight on top of him and just munched him into the ground and over the bars. Like, oh, oh that was like it. Just Nasty. watching it, and he just you just see him fold you and he's down like, your back. Oh god, he got up. Apparently he's okay. <laughs> he should be right for next week. They like, just banged and bruised. So. Yeah. Lucky, walk, lucky to walk away from that one. And speaking about banged and bruised, how about Marvin? I think there was a little bit more of that crash than we thought. Oh, dude, his moto. bars were all bent up. And oh, yeah, stuff. yeah. And even he said, so he literally, scene. he literally just crashed and was sore. Right, that's the only reason he finished way back the second one. Well, yeah, 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 but his bike was bent up. Like bike, yeah, yeah. Like you have a look at his bars; they're all like because everyone's like, oh, because they like initially you hear Weege go, oh, he's having issues. And then you look and he's like, they look, oh, he might have a flat front tire. And then he like gets in the view of the camera where you can see his handlebars and like all bent and levers yeah, all mangled. bent. And it's like, oh, yeah. maybe he's crashed. And then, yeah, it turned out he's <laughs> crashed like, like, like I think uh, two laps to go or something. Yeah, like that. but even in his post, one. he's like, man, I'm sore. Like, yeah. yeah that, and that's the thing with the speed of that track. Like that – that was catching them when they went down. Those guys went down hard. It all looked good until it went bad. Then it, it was very, very, very It was messy. very, very messy. All right, well, let's get into some points here. So, as we said, massive shakeup on the overall uh, championship. Zach Osborne is still out in front, um, but he has his lead has pretty much chopped in half. And Cincerulo is now in second. So, it's a 15-point deficit back to Cincerulo. So, he's in this now. This is like a battle. Marv's dropped back to third, but he's only 20 out, so he's only five behind that. Um, so this is still a three-rider. Tomac is made up some groundies to 39 again, but that's still a pretty big deficit. Um, Bash is only two back from him there, 41 back, and Baggett's now crept up into sixth place and 45 back. So mathematically, those you know, four, five, and six, they're still in it, but we've only got three rounds to go. Um, I think it's going to be a stretch for those guys, but, man, seeing Zach, Cincerillo, and, and hopefully Marv's not too banged up, seeing three guys go into these final rounds for these championships, all have never won a 450 title, this is going to be pretty cool. And just touching on that, like, you got three boys that, are pretty consistent. Like yeah. Zach's only had that real one race, the last one there, where he's yeah. really hasn't scored that many points. Marv has been there all season long. Yeah, up until again that last race, he's been there. He's been in that top five every moto. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, well, and and the other thing you know, cast your mind back to, like looking at these points, Loretta Lynn's one moto two since really with a zero. Imagine if you'd have won that moto. This would be a completely yeah. different conversation right now. Like Same with Tomac. Yeah. Imagine I mean, if he would have finished where he did. He would have been up with Marv. He would have been around Marv. He, he would have been, been around Marv. 215. Yeah. He still would have been in it. That's what I mean. So just, it just, you know, it's awesome. Shorter. Yeah. It's awesome that there's a bit of inconsistency because now it's made a tight championship towards the end. We haven't got a breakaway winner. But um, all right. Well, let's lay it down here. Robbie. 
who you sticking with with this title? Where'd you go last week? I was trying to remember. I, who you went with I, last I, week. I didn't. I didn't rule. I did not rule Tomac out. I said he could still potentially do this. Yeah, yeah you uh, that, did. that was last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my take on it all is Osborne, we know he can bounce back. He had that one round where he, was, he got like a fifth and whatever, wasn't really up there. Uh, then he come back swinging and went 1-1 one, one or won the overall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, now he's he's had a pretty ordinary round again, this last one. So, I don't know, like his confidence is going to be down a little bit. So... I don't know. I think if he's going to bounce back, he needs to do it next round. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, his confidence is just going to keep getting worse and worse. And these guys are in striking distance now, especially Cincerello. Mm. Um, Cincerello, I think, yeah, they're consistent guys, but I still think Cincerello could have that one-off race where he cartwheels or. Yeah. Uh, I know he does. I know he doesn't look like that right now. But if you go anything off the pass, like yeah, it could happen. Mm. I hope, I hope for his sake. I really hope he doesn't have any type of injury. Yeah. Um, that's you know he has been had a few injuries, um, and then yeah, Marv. So I'm right now looking at it like I'm. I don't think I've ever really backed Marv for anything, but yeah. I think right now out of them three, even though he's like still what is he uh, twenty points behind. Mm. Uh, he's looking pretty strong right there. Third has hurt or anything from that crash in the last race. Yeah, the other day. So who who are you putting your money on? Are you gonna stay with the with the one, or are you gonna jump on the uh, the sixteenth? Oh, man, right? I, you know you want to change. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump to sixteen. If anything, I jump to Marv. But that's totally out of ordinary for me. Uh, <laughs> wow. Really? I think, I think Mar- change. I think Marv's I think Marv's gonna finish strong. Yeah. So you gotta change, you gotta convert yourself into a the twenty. Yeah, like Tomac, I'd love like I reckon like obviously Tomac can still do it, but I've been mm. talking about he's just something something's up and I don't think it's gonna be I think yeah, I think he's Whatever's going on is going to keep happening. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to put you down for the 25 now. Are you going to change to that? Yeah. I don't know why I've done that. I'm uh, a KDM rider. Just, a KDM rider doesn't yeah. make sense, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> good. All right. Well, I, I've already put Caleb's down. I'll put the 16. I know he's not going to. No, nah, I'm back not budging in. there. He's <laughs> yeah, my he's man. Yeah, he's I'm, my man. I'm like, I'm like, I'll write down what Caleb's going to put in. I'm like, what do I? I'm not even going to ask. It's going to be, it's going to yeah. be your boy Zach Osborne. I um. Am officially jumping ship to the nine. You reckon? Yeah. I, see, from I'm, what I seen on the weekend, and you watch his two fifty title run. Yeah. He did a very similar thing. He had the devastation of that Supercross title, and then come out and just obliterated it. Once he got himself in a like a rhythm outdoors, he just put on a clinic. I think he's a better outdoor rider yes, than I he agree. is an indoor rider. I'm going to – he's only 15 out now. He can sniff it. Blood's in the water. You've seen what he did on the start when he when he wanted to get that start. He wanted to get 1-1. His next goal will be getting this championship, and when that kid sets his mind to stuff, he goes and gets it. So I'm on the nine. Really? Yeah. Nah, I'm still sticking 16. Nah. But I don't know. I'd love to see Adam stick up there, but I'm going to put Marv over Adam. Yeah. At the end of the season, I reckon it'll be – 
Zach, Marv, and Adam. Alrighty. We'll see who's right. <laughs> We're going to, hey, I'm just going to keep throwing shit at the wall here, Rob, and then someone's going to owe me beers at some point, so we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Anything else from you guys there on the 450 class? Um, I was just looking. The two Suzuki, nah, the two Suzuki boys had a decent day there. How about them Suzus off the line? Uh, yeah. Let, let the dream go. Make it happen hey, off the line. Man. Hey, I've just backed in the you're Kawasaki. A, you're a Cowie guy. I've just you're backed a Cowie, the Cowie guy now, in mate. for the just championship. Forget about the, forget about the Suzukis. Yeah, I know, but you're still bringing them up. See, it's just deep down inside. Yeah, well, they went they went eight, <laughs> they went went eighth and ninth. They were just in behind Craig Savachi, eighth and Anstey ninth, two Cowie guys, uh, two Zukis. And then Freddie Noren was in behind them in 11th, so not a bad show there for the uh, the yellow bike that everyone keeps shit canning. But um, <laughs> it just looks weird when you see him on the TV. Even the yellow bike it just looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I backed in. I backed in the green one, mate. So the, the green nine's going to get the, the title. I'm going to go buy myself a new cow in. in uh, don't tell Jess this, but <laughs> <laughs> I like the new ones. They look trick. All right, let's move on to the 250 class then. Uh, if we're if we're done here, um, man, this 250 class was the same, jam packed, full of action. Um, Dylan Ferrandis won one though on the weekend, reclaimed his points lead back over Jeremy Martin, but. Man, that last moto was an absolute barnstormer. He had a point to prove. <laughs> J-Mar was definitely, he just flicked that switch off, turned his mind off for them last two laps. He knew he had to send it, and yeah. that was all right. He yeah. was, he was like the fastest lap. His fastest lap of the moto was like after the 30-minute mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with one with like on two laps to go. And it wasn't yeah. like they weren't putting the pace down before. Nah. They were in a league of their own. Dude, how was just watching their bikes, and we were talking about this before, Caleb, just like they both look like they were just on the edge of destruction. Like their bikes are just <laughs> chattering across the top of everything, and they were still just wedged, the pair of them. And, man, I got to – I l- – Literally have to give full props to Martin though. Like that Yamaha had so much more power than that Honda at that track. It was ridiculously stupid, and for him to stick there was like that. That took a man ride to to do that. Takes home track. Yeah, I liked. Well, I liked the. I liked the first moto that new triple on the track, and pretty much everyone was nearly casing it, excepting Emmy boys. I'd get over it clean. Yeah, dude. How was how was his uh, Francis's pass on to Alex Martin there? Alex Martin oh. just like plumb short, just dunk, and then you just <laughs> see him get burr like oh. easier. Like, but even you look at every start. There's four star Yamas. Oh, there. always. Still not Ferrandis though. But yeah, he was, I know. He was better this weekend though. He sorted it out. And apparently, he fixed something in his clutch as well to help him with his starts. <laughs> so it must be, must be just a thing. Oh, I'll fix something in the clutch. And he just did more starts. And yeah, I was gonna say my clutch must be all right. Then, figured so it. Yeah, figured out a technique. <laughs> I might mine over the weekend change a few times, but I think that was just me not going racing for so long. I got one whole shot, but that was about it. Oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, three, three things for me that stand out with the lights was, well, three riders, I guess, was, yeah, uh, the Martin and Ferrandez battle, obviously, was just mm. ridiculous. And yeah, like we've already said, Martin 
proved like like he nearly passed in that last night on that last lap. He nearly oh, passed in. So I thought he was going to throw. He's got he's got his speed. He's got his speed. Like he like he's, he's admitted in the past that Fernandez is the fastest one out there, but. <laughs> Dude, after that, he can't go saying that. Like, he's fast. Well, but I think we've all fast, been there as not well. Fast, eh? Home track, home yeah. track, I guess. Mm. But Almost yeah. definitely. We've all been there. I know yeah. what I ride at Echo Valley. Yeah. You get that home track yeah. advantage yeah. and you got somebody there that's yeah. trying to take that crown off you, yeah. man, you'll send it to you. Ben I mean, he, I mean, he, the, the Martin brothers haven't had the greatest results at Millville, even though they're in the backyard. Yes. But, de- I, I mean, yeah, true. I, I definitely think it has a bit to do with just, yeah, like it being their home track, being at home, like, you know, Martin – Probably not so much of a point to prove, but I think he just had like a little bit, a little bit more when it come to sending it off some of those hills. And he rode there earlier in the year too at a yeah. at a race day they had there. So, you know, Fernandez only riding there once a year. You get one extra ride on that hills. You know what that sort of that confidence does for you. And apparently he's been training there all the time as well. Oh, yeah. So he's probably got that little bit more of that. But I think it's just that. That hunger, but dude, I thought he was gonna like a bit of payback for Red Bud in that last lap. Like, I'm like, if he gets close enough, <laughs> he's gonna run him like hard here for sure. So, yeah, but that was that was a battle of the they're just disappointing that you know Martin had that shocking first moto with a fifth. Like, I mean, it wasn't shocking, but he just wasn't, he, yeah, he just wasn't yeah. there, he- you know. So that last lap, he cased that uphill, that new triple too. Yeah, and that, yeah. like, I reckon if he didn't case that, he might have got him. Hey, yeah. like he was, he was, he was trying. Like you got to give him that. Like he, he did left not nothing on the he, table. Yeah, and you could see him when they both crossed. And even Ferrandez, dude, he was spent. Oh, but yeah. as I said, it wasn't like they weren't having a dig. Nah. Like, they were in a league of their own. Like, they were twisting the throttle. And as we were saying, their bikes were chattering around. Yeah. They were on the limit. Yeah. And J-Mart on them last two laps just had to flick off the brain and yeah. just go, righto, if I'm going to have a go at this, I just got to turn my brain off and go for it. Go hard, yeah. Nah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. And then pretty much, well, there's two other things, which obviously our Aussie boys, um, mm. Jet, Missing out on the podium again. That's wow. all I'm going to say. Like that fourth place, one point. Yeah, man, that sucks. But far but, out, he's got to get it soon. But and dude, he and his was brother far- Hunter. Yeah, Jet was fast. His brother though. Hunter was. Oh. Was up there, so it was good. Yeah, Hunter's was, back to 100%. Man, I raced that kid my whole junior career. Yeah. He is a freak, and his brother, he has admitted it in many yeah. times. That yeah, Jed, Jed is well, Jed at the minute is better than him. Jed yeah. is a phenomenal rider, and he's just again, I get a bit like Chase Sexton, just looks yeah. like clockwork at the minute. Yeah, just a tall, lanky boy on a bike and just makes it look so effortless, effortlessly yeah, for sure. Like Jet, like Jet, that first moto, like he looked good, like he was eating at the greatest of starts. Um, it's saying he was six on lap one, but he comes through like a lot of people, Hampshire, he was in six. Hampshire, uh, the, yeah, no, Hampshire went second. So he went through a couple of the other boys like Cooper and Martin and, you know, all those sorts of things and got up in a third and then like, you know, both Martin brothers were hunting him and he just chipped he away there, and yeah. gone and, and rode. But, dude, he's riding the second moto. He's been credited with 19th on lap one and he got to sixth. Like yeah, he, he cut, cut through that whole moto. Way, way back. back. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Like his speed at the moment, like, yeah, he keeps missing out on that podium, but, man, like – He's opening so many, so many eyes. Like he, he will have um, a good career here, and he will have some of these teams knocking on his door, especially with Geico losing there. Oh, he's already got people knocking on. His yeah, door. his if he title. They're stupid. Yeah, and I mean, 
you know, factory connection Honda, they won't be Geico next year. Like, man, if, if, and from the rumor mill that I've heard, they're just scraping all the money together to just to keep the Lawrence boys in the team. Just two riders, those two kids. Like, Dude, that's a sick for us here in Australia going like out the two out, you know. Two, our two boys, yeah. Yeah, they're there and it could be just potentially them, the whole team based around them. So, man, he wrote, yeah. It's so, it's so crazy. Like it feels like for me, it feels like yesterday I was at Tivoli and I was helping Jet after his 65cc race mm. put his bike on the stand for. Yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. I can't, I don't even know what year that was. It was like 2000 and. 15, 14. maybe. Uh, 14. 14. Yeah, 14. It's when I had my junior team. and It, I feels, was... like, it feels like yesterday, man. Yeah. Like, so I was riding, for, riding under Paul's 10 MP at the time. Yeah. And, yeah, like he honestly mm. he could hardly even touch ground on 65. And now we're yeah. saying that was a lanky tall yeah. kid just with flow on a 2 video. Yeah, well, yeah, I was the same because that year I was, you know, was helping out the junior team and the riders I had on that. And, and I remember talking to Darren and, and like, he'd just be like, Hunter has the work ethic that you know he's making it happen. He has a talent, but he just he works harder than anyone else. He goes, Jet, if I could get him to have like a quarter of the work ethic that Hunter has, he's gonna be like he's got way more talent than Hunter ever had. Yeah. And it's just coming now to the point where I think that, you know, Jet's starting to figure out the training side of it and actually committing to it. Like now that they've done all this and gone over it, obviously there's a big commitment being outlaid. You can see him starting to hit his stride. Like Hunter's still an amazing rider too. Oh, Hunter is phenomenal. But just the natural talent that Jet has on a motorbike. Yeah. And you can see it back then too. Like yeah. you just see him just turn it on at some events. You'd think, oh, we're getting closer to him. We're getting closer to him. And then next minute he just turned it on and he just like, how do you compete with that? Yeah. And he's so fortunate that Hunter carved the way for Jet. Yeah. He literally gave Jet every footstep yeah. to over to Europe to everything. Like, don't get me wrong, Jet Jet probably could have done it by himself, but he's yeah. so fortunate. And take it take it with him. Like yeah. he, he got to Europe. Yeah. He showed him, he showed everyone that he had pace and now look where they are. And he's done everything or nearly everything that Hunter's done just yeah. a couple of years earlier. And that's just because he's had that opportunity yeah. through Hunter. Yeah. That's sure. not it's they're just and as I said Hunter is a phenomenal rider. Like yeah. we, his brother just is at the minute riding next right. level. And and as I've said mm. before, I'm looking forward to seeing Hunter the next couple of rounds. Like yeah. he's finally he's getting back to 100 percent and he's figuring it out again. And yeah, that showed on the weekend seventh. I mean that's way better than what he's finished. Yeah, well, rounds, well so. he went he went seven five. Uh, for seventh, but you watch these moto starts. He started eleventh and ninth, so he, you know, he worked himself into those positions, making passes through some pretty decent guys. And we're chatting about a kid that yeah. won motos last year. Yeah, it's not like this kid hasn't nah. hasn't shown the world what he can nah. do. He's, he's just he's just got to do something to supercross. Yes, otherwise he's got to just he's yeah. got to be hundred percent. We yeah. can't keep on seeing him injured. Yeah, he's just got to stay healthy, and he'll be he'll be sweet. Oh, I've raced him in Supercross. He's, yeah. It's not like he can't ride. No, nah, he's just got to be healthy to do and do Supercross. Yes. So we just need to see that. But he's all he's you know it was awesome to see him back up there as well, and 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 look fast and look confident that he can he could be there again and that but um and as Rob said it'll be good to see him in the next couple of rounds yeah see him back to 100% slowly get that ball rolling and hopefully he can get his butt off the line and yeah, get up there and starts. go from there yeah it needs a start a start will just get him there and you can see where you're at then change it change it but as I said and I've said every podcast I think Rob Jet the other reason he's getting these results mate is that number so he better keep that career <laughs> number I reckon and he's good to go um 
Uh, hey, what happened to uh, like so one rider that's been up there most rounds around jet and stuff is Hartraft, Brendan Hartraft, yeah. and he did nothing really on the yeah. weekend. Thirteenth man, it wasn't really in the. Yeah, you know, we didn't even see him on television the whole time. No. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Just, I mean, he's that's the sort of him. Mean, he's a big dude, dude as well. Like in those hills, with needing all that extra horsepower, being a bigger guy on a two fifty F. Yeah, could play yeah. play a big factor. Starts and everything like that. It's a pretty deep start straight there, like it's all sandy and stuff. Yeah. But even looking at that, I'm just looking down the bike list here at the minute. The first Kato Husky <clears throat> is Hampshire in six, but. The next one's in tenth. The first Kato is yeah. tenth. Yeah, the first KDM, Derek. Yeah, and that's what I mean. You got and, and you got, usually Kato Husky. There's there's a pool of them in there in that top ten. But yeah. looking at it, there's four Hondas in there. Those TLD mm. KDMs is just uh, something. I don't. Yeah, it's something to ride there. At, at, you know, in the last couple of years, because uh, they just haven't been yeah doing much with it. Um, the the twelve there, Macklerath got the, the whole shot in that last one looked oh, good. Then washes yeah, the front. front. Oh, had all his way through and fell over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I'm, one person that did turn it around a little bit, a second motor was on. That was Justin Cooper. So he's yeah. finally because he's coming back from injury too, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. finally. Yeah, starting to find some speed and some form. Yeah. And he looked good in motor, in the start of Moto 1 and then kind of just dropped off the back of the guys there and then eventually just fell right off the wagon. But the second yeah. Moto, he got he looked strong. Um, just looking down through the rest of there. Have, have you got... Have you got any info for us on McAdoo? No, I think he crashed. The second Moto, he pulled over. Yeah, they said he was sick. Like he was, yeah. Like, it says it says DNS. It says, it says he didn't start, but he did a couple of laps. Yeah, and stopped. no, he did. Yeah, because they they panned to him and they said he was in the the mechanics area and they're like he's been physically sick and it's weird that it was early in the moto, so they're not sure. Like yeah. nothing's come out yet. Uh, he did put a social media post up, but I forgot to read it today because I forgot about that. So I need to go have a look at that in a minute and figure it out. But yeah, he just apparently was sick. Um, but yeah. Not too sure. The other, there's one down here, Robbie. No, the the twenty fifth place rider, number two fifty one, Ezra Hastings. What a name, hey! I can't even see that. Where, what place? Twenty fifth overall. Right. Twenty. 29 29 uh, yeah Ezra Hastings yeah yeah overall oh yeah on the day yeah. Yeah. yeah on the day mate yeah um, your guy Ezra Hastings it's not, <laughs> it's not great is it I mean it's not in the not in the top 20 there in the points so nah. that's not great no good name <laughs> that could be that could be that could be Ezra Marshall one day and we'll be all uh, cheering him on uh, cool, I don't Eddie. know if I even want that uh, <laughs> hey we, I don't think we any of us want that <laughs> <laughs> Once you know how much it costs. Um, cool. So there's nothing else there that really stands out. Anything from you guys that you've seen from that 250 class before we move on to overall results and championship stuff? No, nah, I think that's really about nah. it. Ah, cool. All right, so championship. So as we said, everything just seemed to tighten up this weekend. I mean, this one was already tight, but Dylan Frandis has taken back over the points lead, uh, got himself a three-point buffer over um, Martin there. So, I mean, that that – last race they were tied and it was whoever won took the red plate out of the day and and that that little cushion so it's going to be interesting at ww to see uh see if martin can do the same again be just as fast keep him honest or or beat ferrandis straight up um 
if they do go head to head again. So it's three points to that. And really it's a two rider race because RJ Hampshire's in in third position there and he's fifty five points down. So that's that's too big. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking yeah. about thirty nine for Tomac and he's a proven champion. Uh Hampshire fifty five and he's banged up too. Um, and just chatting about RJ, how good is it seeing him up there? Well, yeah, it is. And being consistent. Like, I know he's had the two bad rounds but and still being injured, but it's good to see him up in that third position. Yeah, we've we've talked about it uh, in the other ones, like come back from his knee yeah. Rico and things like that. But, yeah, apparently he's pretty big, pretty banged up. He had a big practice crash uh, off that big triple and hurt all his hip. Did you guys see him walk off the podium after the – No. Do he look like he was about well 85 years old, dude, needing to walk and frame. So apparently he hurt his hip or something. I think that big uphill triple. Couldn't tell, especially the first race. Well, the second one you could. When he had those big mistakes on camera, he didn't have any strength in his hips mm. holding the bike. But apparently that big uphill triple, I think in practice, like Martin like chopped the throttle and rolled it. And then, yeah, he did something and crash. They they try to explain it, but without watching the practice qualifying. But yeah, apparently had a big one off that big uphill triple, um, that new one. So be interesting to see if he how he pulls up from the weekend. Martin's back is back sixty three point uh, points off the lead. So as I said, it's really down to the uh, fourteen and the six. Uh, let's go with some picks. We'll start with you this time, Caleb. What are you gonna? Uh, who are you going to go with here in the 250 class? I'm going to pick Jeremy. You're going to see- Jeremy, I just like – he's he's there. He's been solid. He's been starting really, really well. I know Fernandez had, had good starts on the weekend, but it's kind of been the first time in a while we've had two guys that are better known for being motocross, better at motocross. Well, not better at motocross, but more motocross-proven yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to stick with Jeremy. I think yeah. Jeremy's got it. And then Dylan, I'd like to see them both get one, two starts again at the next round and just see what it is. See what Jeremy's like without the home track and see what Dylan does on a different track. Mm, For sure. What about you, Rob? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Martin. I said Martin last week, I think. Um, I'm going to stick with him. It's a great scenario because you've got Martin who – normally gets pretty good starts right up the pointy end most of the time. And then you've got Frandes who, apart from her last start the other day, uh, he struggles a bit with the starts. Yeah. So, yeah, like ideally it would be great seeing go one, two off the start again. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be close no matter what. You've got that scenario of good starter, bad starter. But I, at the end of the day, yeah, everyone thinks Frandes is <laughs> – the quickest one out there still, so it's gonna be close. But I'm gonna stick with Martin. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on the uh, J Mart bandwagon as well from last week. Um, yeah, all the same reasons you guys went through starts. Um, a bit more consistent for Martin. Uh, we're going to WW. It's gonna be hot and and. And pretty pretty treacherous there, Sandia track. Uh, J Mart didn't get a race there last year, so. Be interesting to see what happens there. And uh, then we got go to Colorado and then Fox Raceway. I think Martin needs to get a, the points lead back and have a bit of a points lead going into Colorado because Colorado's at elevation. And the, yeah. This whole Yamaha horsepower stuff at elevation or just in general um, yeah. could play a factor there, even though 
you know. But yeah, Fernandes still yeah. isn't the greatest starter, but it'd be interesting to see if Fernandes gets a couple more good starts. Uh, you know, it Can he could. Keep the ball rolling? Yeah, it could. I I could be persuaded to go to the fourteen. It's just those starts. If he goes back to crappy starts this weekend, I think JMR is pretty is going to be you know. A, it's going to be tight, but I think he could do it because he'll be more consistent. If we go back to Dylan, we saw him round one, round two. I yeah. definitely think he could turn it around. But, yeah, yeah at the moment, I'm still sticking with J-Mart. All righty. Well, that's, uh, that'll wrap up us here for the Spring Creek National Review. Um, next round will be next weekend at WW Ranch in Florida. So, uh, as I said, it'll be hot and humid down there in the swamp of Florida. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see what we come out of that. And we'll hopefully be back reviewing this next week uh, and hopefully have some tighter championships. The My Local Espresso listener questions. So Rob and Mon have jumped on board and are going to sponsor the listener question portion of it. So Rob, give us a bit of a spiel about My Local Espresso. Mate, Universal Street at Oxenford there. I'm in there most days serving the best coffee and burgers and wraps for brekkie brunch. So make sure you come and see us. Uh, yeah, man, it's just a bit of an adventure that's, that's with, uh, something Mon wanted to do. So, And I'm loving it. I'm currently out of work and I'm in there all the time, probably more than her now. So, so uh, yeah, make sure you come. Come see us. We're always hanging out. That's for sure. And uh, sure, if you mention the show, Rob would love to have a yarn to you about some of the some of the antics he gets onto here, and that's for sure. Maybe. Yeah, I've had had, had Aaron Tanty in there a few times, actually. Oh, oh my Late, friend. Lately, oh, yeah. Bar- well, he was, he was Caleb's boyfriend, but I think they've broken up for a bit, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, nah, we still share. We still <laughs> yeah. share. We might have our girls, but they're we still both, share. They've both, both gone and met girls. And, you ah, know, it's all right. Elton John's still had a wife. there now. <laughs> <laughs> Fell in love. Oh, Fell in love. I love it. Rumor, rumors going around that they're just completely in love. So, <laughs> oh. hey, hey, we're just, we're just bagging on because we're so old, Rob, and been in love for such a long time. We forget what it feels. Yeah. Forget what that young puppy love feels like. We're old, we're old and boring now. Yeah, right. That's uh, all right. All right, let's get into these questions. So we got some good questions through. And remember, guys, as always, get them in. I'll always try and post up who who the people are in studio or the co-hosts are going to be for the week. And, and you can direct the questions at them or direct them to the whole team. Um, but we're definitely getting some good responses now we want to keep them coming through so don't hesitate can be as silly as you want or as uh, serious as you want um, but we definitely want to get you guys uh, involved with the show here and, and making it happen so the first one comes from another Toowoomba local up there uh, OJ Maguire he asked uh, what is or was uh, your personal weakness as a racer both physical and mental so We'll, well, well, you go, Rob, because we're both start, retired. Yeah. We're both retired. We'll leave Carol, yeah. who's still going till last. <laughs> he's still going. He's still going through this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. Honestly, for me, probably. Yeah, looking back, like probably looking back on it now, would definitely be just my commitment with training. That was probably my worst weakness with yeah. racing. Like, I had always had the ability, whatever. Uh, as far as equipment, um, I mean, I always had fairly decent equipment. So it was basically came down to me with, yeah, 
maybe not committing enough and and not taking the training side of things seriously enough. But yeah. obviously, obviously grew up in a different era where it was a little bit different back then as well. So yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but I mean, not having the knowledge and stuff nowadays, even though I'm still not a massive trainer nowadays, even just having the knowledge that I have about training and stuff now, if I knew that when I was 16, 17, 18, yeah. I seriously think I could have dominated. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, so, so my one uh, physically was just my ability to, to do motos during a week. Like I just didn't have the time uh, facilities uh, till later in my career to do motos during a week. So that was always my, my physical weakness. Like, Training wise, Rob, you've trained with me. You've some of the shit I've done in the gym. Rob just looks at me and goes, "How the fuck do you do all that?" Um, I've always been able to train, um, and I love training. That's you know where Rob and I are polar opposites. I love the training. Rob's like, "Oh, if I have to train, I'll do it." Now, <laughs> you know, back then, now he's way better. But um, yeah, so I, I always could train, and that was you know physically, fitness wise, I was fit. But bike fitness, I never had the level that I needed to compete, and obviously the talent to go with that. Um, mentally, I, I mean. That was probably the one part I was good at. Like, I think I mentally willed myself into a lot of results that I had more than what I had talent and, and fitness wise because I could, you know, I just, I just wanted to do it so bad and had things to prove too, you know, like, you know, the couple of times I've come back and from retirement, um, you know, it's, it's people get in your ear and then you have a point to prove, which we talked about on with Dungey coming back last week and went through the same things. Like, you just, then you got something to prove and you want to prove that you can do it from coming back. You can prove that you do it full time. Then the last time was work full time, do it with two kids and have two years off. Like I just had all these things and I'm like, mentally, that's just what drove me through every training session, every 30 minute moto. I tried to lay down every race where I was just getting pounded by these young kids that could switch, literally switch their brains off and go riding and I couldn't do that. So I was like willing myself to try and do it. So that's that was probably mine. What about you, Caleb? You're still obviously fresh in your career, but what's some of the what weakness do you think oh, it, it's it's funny listening to both you guys and as I said you're definitely polar opposites and I definitely see a lot of similarities like I'm yeah. a lot more like yourself Jim. Yeah. like I, I really enjoy the training side of it and it's Rob, Rob's raced me many times and knows that if I'm spinning whatever pace I'm spinning on lap one I will spin that at the 30 minute mark there's yeah. definitely I won't there's no way that I'm going to die off at the end of the yeah. moto so yeah. I, I definitely enjoy the training side of things but I definitely think one of my probably physical weaknesses is that I'm probably not one of the most naturally talented riders on the track. Yeah. I'll happily admit that. I'm yeah. not I'm not the most talented rider out there, but I train my butt off throughout the week. I spin my motos. I've got all the equipment I need to do what I can do. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm just good at. And I guess it's just I put myself in good situations. I'm renowned for being a good starter. Yeah. I always swing off it off the line and yeah. do whatever I need to do to make sure that I put myself in a good position off the line. And it annoys me when I see people like, wow, like Fernandez and that, that yeah. don't put themselves in good positions yeah. like that. Like, yeah. It's just one thing that I've been fortunate enough that it's clicked with me and what I do seems to work. So, yeah. Um, and then going across that mentally, um, Again, probably going across it, I overthink probably too much. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely overanalyze a lot yeah. of situations. And then when there are, there are certain times where you'll see it, I will literally just have to switch off my brain. Yeah, when yeah. I switch off my brain, I yeah. can just do it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of one of them things. I'll go out and I'll be looking at the track in between motors. And my, yeah. it, it's, not, it's not always a disadvantage. I definitely... 
there are a lot of positives that come from it, like the first lap you'll always yeah. do that. I might change up my lines completely from Moto 1 to Moto 2, but yeah. there'll be the lines where people will catch on halfway throughout a yeah. moto because I've already overanalyzed the track yeah. and realized, right, well, that's going to work, that's not going to work. But yeah. there is a point where I definitely do overanalyze things too yeah. much. So. Yeah. Well, See, I, I, think, I think for me, I didn't really answer about the mentally side of, mental yeah. side of things, but... Uh, for me, I think it was a little bit of a case of like I didn't 100% believe that I could win or whatever. Like yeah. I didn't fully didn't like always believe. But at the same time in saying that, like, dude, my whole career I've had fun no matter what. So mentally for me, like if I didn't win and I got second or third, like I still had so much fun and it was still yeah. like I was kind of I was kind of happy. Like as bad as that sounds, yeah. Like if I got second, I'd still be happy. Like yeah, sometimes, like there was nothing worse. Probably one of the last year, I think 2017, when I went and done Queensland titles, I wanted to win. Yeah, I know. And if I didn't, if I didn't win, like I was so pissed. That, but so yeah, it was like I get a second or third. It's probably the only time where I was ever got second and third, and I just feel like oh yeah, that's good. But I really wanted to win. Whereas the rest of my career and earlier on in my career, like I was happy with second or third, not happy, but yeah, yeah it just mentally it wasn't yeah. a super bad thing that yeah. I didn't win. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And which I think in a way is a good thing because, man, if you beat up yourself for however many years in your career because you're not winning, like you're gonna end up hating the sport. You're gonna end up hating it. Whereas it's a True, like perfect example right now. I still love the sport. I go riding tomorrow if I could, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. no, for sure. I mean, yeah, your thing there, Kale, too, to touch on that with, with overanalyzing like that. That's been my, been me in a nutshell. And yeah. I don't, I, but I don't have the ability to switch my brain off. Like I just, yeah. I and just that just can't. comes with maturity. That just oh, comes with maturity yeah. over the years and everything. And like but Rob, the bet touching back on twenty seventeen, <laughs> like Rob would have witnessed that firsthand. Like it come down to the last moto. I'm pretty sure Rob, you were what one. One or you were two points behind me. Uh, and yeah. Then we, uh, Weaver was one behind. Oh, Weaver might even been one in front of me. And I just yeah. had, it was whoever won the last moto, yeah. and I just switched my brain off and twisted Went. that three fifty throttle to the stopper. But that was at Tivoli <laughs> though last round, wasn't it? No, 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 that was Tivoli. Yeah, that was Rob's home track. He handed me my butt the first two motos. I'm pretty sure. And then it was kind of Rob actually snuck up in the points. I remember coming in and went, oh, I just got to beat Luke, and then I forget who it was. I think. It might even be Paul. Paul's like, nah, Don't, Robbie's yeah. there. And then I had, then there was a protest in the 250. There was things going on everywhere. Yeah. Then we had the red flag and everything. I just remember, nah, or if I'm going to win both championships here today, I just got to switch off my brain and twist this roll. And that was exactly what we did. Last week's show was, was uh, oh no, was it? The one with Saudi where... Oh, slamming Sam. When, when he had him, <laughs> when Robbie's like, yeah, if there's anyone that knows their way around Tivoli, it's me. He's done yeah, that was probably the worst. That's probably the worst race I've ever had at Tivoli. Like, yeah. I think I got, I got third. Yeah, you like third. Went, you, you weaving me, and I just couldn't do nothing the whole race. Like I was just, I don't know what. I just could not click that race and I just rode around third and that was how the championship finished, first, second, third. I was waiting for it. I put in a charge and then as soon as – because I'm pretty sure Weaver might have even got the whole shot on me. I pumped him and yeah, just went, went, just took it. I was like, nah, you might get this 250 title over me because of the protest and everything that was happening. I was like, oh, I'm I'm winning this thing. Like, I'm out of here. See ya. I think that's what happened. I got – 
third off the start, and I was just stuck behind Weaver the whole way. I could not. That dude's so hard to pass. Yeah. Oh, and then you two four fifties down the back straight. I was just trying to tuck in and be aerodynamic, just like come on. Uh, good times. All right, let's move on to question number two here. We've got two questions here from Matt Hartwig. Uh, he's got one here. Uh, do tire brands really make a difference? Which is a great question because I'm pretty sure we're gonna have mixed mixed. Uh, answers on this. Caleb, you go with your answer. What do you think about tyre brands and, and the difference between them? Yes, definitely. There's, if, yeah. if, uh, if, if you beat around the bush and say no every tyre, there's no difference, then you're silly. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that saying the stock suspension will work for me and then will work for Rob, it's, yeah. it's completely different. There's a reason why there's factory tyres out there. Yeah, that's right. There's a reason that these things are out there. So it, 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 and, but it does come down to personal preference. Like there's mm. people that go out there and say, right, oh, well, I like this brand, but yeah. then he can go out and win on them. But then I jump on them and I can't win on them. Can't ride, but then yeah. yet I could ride my brand of tyre and then you could jump mm. on and go, man, they, they're, they're yeah. horrible. What do, what do you yeah. like in that? And especially for me, it's one thing that tyre brands for me, I feel is so crucial because I am so little, I am so light. Yeah. I can't get that tyre like using Mason Rowe as an example just because mm. he's a big boy. Like mm. he's got 90 kilos to flex that tyre around where yeah. I got 65 kilos. Yeah. Like I need the thing to be able to grip in. Otherwise, I'm going 90, yeah. 90 and ending up on my head. That's so, right. Yeah, to answer the question, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah as I said, if there if there wasn't if there wasn't a difference, then there would be no such thing as a factory tire. That's there right. would be one brand of tire. Yeah. So yeah. What about you, Rob? Yeah, definitely personal preference. I'm, that's one thing I've never been great at is testing tires. Like I, it, it, yes, yeah. To answer the question bluntly, yeah, hundred percent different tires, different brands, different treads. They all make a massive difference. But yeah, for me personally, through my whole career, I've been a terrible tire tester. Like we'll go, I'll try two different tires, like the same brand but the different different tread patterns, and I'll be like, yeah, I can ride with either one of those. Like yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> like I'm kind of like a little bit slap happy when it comes to tires and yeah. uh, which a lot of things to do with bike setup I can be a little bit slap happy like if my suspension is not perfect I can still ride the set the way it is because I'll just adapt the way I ride the bike mm-hmm. and change to suit however the bike's set up you know what I mean yeah. so so yeah yeah exactly 100% it makes a difference um, they're all different uh, there's some brands that I wouldn't even consider putting on my bike. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as far as your like top brands, like your Pirelli, your Bridgestone, your Dunlop, your Maxxis, now Hoosier or Housier, how do yeah. you say it, which I'm hearing a lot of good reports about, haven't tried personally, but hearing a lot of good reports about. Um, yeah, I think if you steered away, I think you could you could succeed with any of those good patterns with those brand of tyres. Yeah. But if you go to like a Cheng Ching or something, yeah. like, yeah, you're, you're dreaming. Yeah. yeah. And that's the same thing with uh, like, it's all, like we don't get the privilege of running these things, but factory tyres, like yeah. if I line up on a Australian Supercross race, well, pretty much I did the whole freaking series for the last two years that I raced it. Mm. Anyone in front of me that beat me was on factory tires. Yeah, like and because oh. they were a factory team racer, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a KDM rider or a supercross, like Yamaha as you said. Or, 
Oh, so, so crazy. Like the mm. Supercross, it's next level. As you would experience, like you got a factory front that you can turn off just before the whoops and then get that factory rear to yeah. hook up on them blue groove whoops. Yeah. It's dang yeah, so different. I, mm. I snuck a front from someone, I won't say <laughs> who. <laughs> and sure I ran it for, for the last round. <laughs> dude, I ran it for like, no, I didn't have it for the last round, but I ran it for like three rounds and, dude, it's night and day difference. Yeah. Like, so yeah. good. Yeah, but I, I mean, Ultimately, on a cons- on a consumer level, they're all pretty much the same. Like the factory Dunlops are a completely different different animal, which, like, I get, but at the same time, is crap. Like, how are you meant to sell a product? Like, and that's why everyone's like, "Oh, you use Dunlop." Everyone uses Dunlop. I'm like, "You yeah, have the tire that are on all those factory teams." And all it's these a guys, different you're not even riding that tire. Like this is nah. a completely different tire. Like, and that's why I say to people that, you know, like I've been a Pirelli guy since I was like 13 years old, and I can tell you, and that's one thing I've always been good at. Same as opposite to Rob, I could tell you every difference of every tire that I've yeah. ever used. Like, I cannot use a Dunlop front tire. It's scared, and that. The harder pack one on hard pack scares the shit out of me. Really? See, I'm not going to lie. Just going from back in the day, I could run that hard around Echo all day long. I can't. It just scares me. Like the the offset knob pattern, it just gives me this weird feel. But that's the thing. Like it's personal preference. Like Mm. again, like, uh, you know. That was the same same as the Dunlops back a few years ago now. Yeah. But yeah, like they had the... 32s and the 52s or 51s, 31s and 51s, they might have been back then. Yeah. Um, but so the 51 was like your intermediate hard and the, yeah. the 30 was like the softer one and everyone ran the softer one and I would, I ran the yeah the the fifty two and I remember Cam Taylor's like dude you're dreaming running that and I'm like I love it I, yeah yeah I love this tire compared I didn't I preferred it over the other one yeah so. yeah and, like that. and that's and that's the other thing with tires too like if you're looking at at getting tires like get the tire that suits the specific riding that you're doing because like a lot of a lot of the factory guys will be like oh get the soft tire and you just run it everywhere but again they're running a different tire to us so it doesn't make sense like if you get if you run in like echo valley like you run a mid hard tire at echo valley even when it's muddy in the morning because it's it's gonna go it's gonna, it's go gonna hard. Go if you don't have down. the privilege of having two sets of wheels with soft tires and hard tires buy yourself a mid hard set of tires you'll get through practice and race one but race two race two those tires will be fucking sweet yeah but you've got to buy the tire that suits the thing because that's what people buy. Like, I've had people cop out Pirellis, and again, me being a Pirelli guy, I'm like, what tide you run? Oh, I run a 32. Where? At, let's say, Tivoli. I was like, fucking mid hards on. Yeah, you that's would have what the knobs off within the yeah, first lap. Yeah, like they, those things walk so bad because they're designed for the soft stuff. I put them in the sand and in the soft stuff, they're fucking brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Don't put them on this concrete out here. They're just going to move. Oh, but someone said run the soft tire. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and then we're they, at. Yeah, and then they <laughs> whinge about the tire then falling to pieces as well and you're like, well, fucking duh. <laughs> yeah. Like traction is when traction is obviously when the tire Tire's moves working. and flexes, yeah. but you're not getting any life out of it. So... We could go on. I could go on for fucking hours oh, about tires. You can talk, you can talk about tires for hours. Yeah. Like, that's another another thing I was going to say about tires is how crazy is it to me? It seems like like back in the day, I can't tell you exactly what years, but back in the day, if I was buying a tire, I'd want to buy a Pirelli because yeah. at the time, I believed they had the best tires. Yeah, and then it kind of changed, and Dunlop come into play. Mm. And then like Dun- then Dunlop had a good tire, and then I was like, yeah, I'd prefer to run Dunlops. Yeah. And and then only just recently, the last 
Well, I've heard Max is actually having a good tyre now, uh, which which really, really shocked me. But I, I didn't. I was meant to go do the test on him, and I didn't get a chance, which I was spewing about. But yeah, I've, Just I've heard people like preferring the Maxis yeah. over whatever. But they're different. But they're yeah, di- then different compound. But yeah, uh, have a look. Look at the tread pattern, though. It's definitely yeah. I 100 percent agree with you. I, thought, a, I can see the pre- smile on your face a, right here for now. Pre- they bought Pirelli's molds and <laughs> they literally do. But here. it's it's been and it's been something that I've been really fortunate to work with this year and just yeah. touching on what Rob was saying earlier about actually working with tyres yeah. and like uh, learning. it's learning that yeah. for me being so young and that being able to learn like what a softer compound wall mm. does and being able to work with the guys from Max they're phenomenal in mean, mm. they're letting us do and change whatever we need to to kind of really suit a tyre here for Australia and being fortunate enough yeah. to work with Toddy Waters a fair yeah, bit yeah. be able to design the tyre that we got now at the minute and mm. the things are phenomenal yeah yeah. so I mean when it comes down to it ultimately buy the tyre that suits the, the type of riding you're doing and try a couple of if you have the, the ability to try a couple of different brands try them out because you'll find the tyre that suits you and and Again, it just comes down to knowing what the tide does underneath you and you get the confidence in it. Um, but if you want a good paddle tire by a Pirelli because those fucking paddle tires are next level. You seeing the new Maxis? No. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to take <laughs> you out of the see, shed. Did you and... see me just whole shot all yeah. the 450s on a 350? <laughs> yeah. I'll take you out the back. I'll show you this paddle tire. Just put on this that new one they run in the States that everyone's like raving about. Like those Suzuki team, how Martin, they're always talking about Martin's paddle tire that he's oh, run. I didn't know yeah, dude. Hey. In all, in all seriousness, stupid. in all seriousness, in a, in Queensland at least, yeah. <laughs> where are you going to run it? Cool them, or Harvey. That's it. But how many races do we do at Cool them? Yeah, Even though yeah, I hate the joint. Yeah. How many races? Oh do we yes, do at Cool I'm glad someone else hates the joint. <laughs> oh, I seem to race it all right. Nationals and that, I seem to run yeah. it all right. When she's nice See, and I'm, rough, I just bulldog the I'm thing like, through the shortest rut. But that's about yeah. it. I hate it and I ride it like shit. So yeah. nah, all right. <laughs> Let's get. We got a couple more here to go, guys, and we we have to wrap this one up um matt hartwig again sent through another one he gave us two awesome questions here um do you believe that during a ra- uh, during practice you can break bad habits but under racing you find that they come back uh yeah can't break them in practice you gotta you gotta you can try to but still at the end of the day i think depending on what it is you need the race situation and experience under your belt mm. yeah Exactly what you touched on, experience. Yeah. yeah. You can't expect to go out there. And that's why that's why there's such a big emphasis on guys like Cinderella on that that go and Dungey that go out and win their first year in MX one. Yeah. It's it's that experience of riding and getting out there, being in that race environment, doing the starts, doing just yeah. getting in that vibe. But it's definitely one thing that it just practice. But it depends racing. it depends what that habit is. Like if you're yeah. talking about you can't get a good start. Well, yeah, you can go and practice starts a shitload and burn through clutches, but yeah, and you and you may get better and and get a better start next race, but at the same time, it's still a confidence thing when you sit on that line with forty other bikes. So, yeah. and once again, even even talking about a start for an example, yeah, yeah, it's still you need that experience and that that race time lining up on the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, um, yes. You can break the habit during practice, but under racing it will come back. It's uh, muscle memory. You've got to you've got to keep working at it to make it. 
that when you are under those conditions and racing, and we all know that you're too busy about worried about doing what you're doing rather than your technique and racing the bike in front and racing the track, all those bad habits come back in. But if you're doing a lot of work on trying to get it right and every time you're out just doing your riding, your motos, you're working on it, your muscle memory then starts taking over and then all of a sudden that bad habit or the one you're trying to break becomes the the good habit and you, you continue on. So, yeah, you can, but it does take a lot of time. And if you're trying to break a habit and then have it fixed for the next weekend, never going to happen. When you go to preseason, that's when you try and break those habits, form new ones, and then by the time racing comes around, it's muscle memory. It just doesn't – you just don't go back to that habit. So um, it's got a lot to do with riding, getting that – getting that muscle memory there so to the point where you do switch your brain off and worry about racing. Yeah, and you, that's why you see so many yeah. people that don't have a preseason <clears throat> yeah. come in and they're always – their speed might be there for the first bit, but they always make them a couple little silly mistakes. mistakes. Yeah. It's just muscle yeah, memory. That's right. All righty, Robbie, we've got one more question here, and this one was actually directed at – Caleb Barham oh, comes go. through late this afternoon. <laughs> it's from a one Kerrod Morrissey, and he's wondering oh, when, he's wondering when you're going to have a dig on the cycle bike as your girlfriend's dad is smoking you on Strava. Oh, he is a weapon. <laughs> so anyway, long and the short of it, got a girlfriend, Katie Williams, and her dad is a weapon on the cycle. And Kerrod has poked the bear for about <laughs> since we started dating that he needs to come for a cycle with us. He went for a cycle. With both myself and Carrot, yeah, and handed us out, yeah, like next level. The guy is just a freak. Just did a, just did the hundred k mountain bike on the weekend and did it in like sub six hours. Like, just yeah, he's an absolute freak on it. But no, nah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna see if he can keep up with me for the race we got happening in a couple of weeks for the hundred sixty k. So I'll ask him how he feels after that one because at the minute I'm pretty sure he had a full two weeks off. So I'm gonna see how he's feeling after uh, that. I reckon his tongue will definitely be caught in the chain. So. Yeah. So Carriage tried to tried to pull the Swifty on you there on the show. He brought it in late and wanted me to. To, to drop it in there late so he just wants to see you have a little bit more of a dig young fella and, and uh, not let the old boys smoke well, from what From what Carrot was saying last week I think he better be the one careful what he says because he's the one that's the unfit one at the moment yeah, he, oh yeah he's, he's just going to use he's just going to use him being old and retired as his excuse oh he does <laughs> and oh, he already uses it oh you're so little but like you can't like can't get a slipstream off you KJ like I'm working the whole time compared to you like you get the uh, biggest draft off of me I <laughs> Just do excuses. <laughs> but, but going back to your to your uh, girlfriend's old man, those older guys, dude, oh, they're cycling. Just, but they just, it's like it's just like like again muscle memory. Like they're just you, sometimes they can be even unfit and they just get on a cycle bike and their legs just spin and they're efficient. And you're like, man, you like stand off the bike. You think this guy would be nothing. And the next minute they hop on and you just like, like where did they go? Like where'd this come from? Yeah. Well, I had I had uh, I. I I always tell the story like years ago, like um, the older Nathan Crawford. Yeah. Um, he was working with dad at, at, at um, JTR and I was working there too. And, and Crawford was there doing some stuff. And anyway, he's like, I was like, let's start. Uh, can you kind of do some training with you? Like, I've, you know, got a cycle bike and I don't know on a cycle. He's like, yeah, right. He goes, it's been a while since I cycled. Like, he'd been retired for a bit and whatever. So, sweet. Hopped on the cycle bike. Like, I was fit. Yeah. 
Like, and then we hopped on the soccer bike and he just rode away. And I'm going, and I'm like, tongue in the spokes, man. I'm like, just and he's not busting. A little, and he's not a little boy. No, nah, he's and, not a little and guy. I, and I'm like, busting my ass. And he just like, zoom, 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 zoom. And I'm like, this is fun. Like, I, I don't know from there. He's like, I'm going to go for another soccer bike. Nah, nah I'm done. done cycling. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to smoke by you on the soccer bike. Yeah, no. Nah. So. Well, I, can, I can confirm. I, I was probably one of the last ones, maybe, I think, unless he's kept cycling. But I went for a cycle with Big Nathan. Uh, a while ago now, we start do a Monday morning. Yeah, start of this year probably. We did a Monday. We do a Monday morning cafe shop ride uh, down here. Yeah, and it's about forty k, and it's it's cruising out. It's more as a couple of guys that race that do the ride, and it's like a recovery session. Yeah, for them from the weekend, whatever they've done, and uh, and yeah, once again, like they're super gnarly cyclists, like they're good. But yeah, it's cruising out. Like we got probably fifty year old women and stuff come with us, and I can confirm. Firm that Nathan's uh, tongue was in the in the sprockets. <laughs> well, this was. So. Uh, I think I was like. <laughs> I was like seventeen, eighteen. So. Well, that's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm going it's to coaching tomorrow with him, Robbie. So I'll make sure I mention it to him. Yeah, make sure you <laughs> mention I've it. I've literally got my he'll, cycling he'll back ready for it. it. So. Yeah. He'll definitely admit it. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting this knee healthy and starting cycling again. Hopefully, I see. You boys been cycling down here, Caleb, a bit. With, yeah, uh, during COVID and, and that. that. During COVID and that, myself, Tanny, and um, Rowie, we were spinning some. Yeah. We were ticking over like 200 plus Ks a week, just pretty much became professional cyclists because that was <laughs> all else we could do. So, yeah, we were pedaling, doing Beachy and Springbrook like twice a week, usually, and that. And even at the minute now, we're building up the cycling a bit more. As I said, we got that 160K race coming up soon, yeah. the Toowoomba Ride the Range. So, I think it's like 2,000 elevations. So that's going to be yeah. nice and fun and definitely carries. Kara's got a little bit more extra weight. He's going to drag up that hill for me. So hopefully my little buck can pedal away from him and I'll get a video of him walking beside it. Yeah, nice. Well, if you guys want to ride with a real animal on a cycle bike, just let me know. I'll give you the number to a guy who does like 100 guys in the morning before breakfast and then goes to work all day as a chippy and then comes home and then does about 10K in the pool and then goes for about a 10K run. Sounds Every like Guy Andrews. single day. He's, dude, yeah, he's done triathlons and yeah. marathon. He's, dude, Luke Townsend is fuck, he's my, he's one of my groomsmen at my wedding, dude, and he used to race and just his physical fitness is ridiculous and he's still to this day, like, he gets up like 3 a.m., goes cycling, like, he goes in big cycling groups too, like, pro, like professional yeah, cyclists, and hangs with them and shit. I'm just like, dude, you're a, like, animal. just an animal and he's like, his legs, dude, are like fucking tree trunks. Yeah, that's like Aaron Tanny in the minute. We call him fucking fat legs <laughs> legs oh my god my poor little cows are just like pedaling along trying to keep up with him but nah it's been as I said it's been as much as it's been a bit of a shit and funny year it's been yeah. good to just be able to change it up a little bit for us do so different it's, stuff yeah it's been good so alright guys well that's gonna wrap us up we've uh we kept this one a little bit shorter tonight but it's still dragging over that hour mark we were trying to keep too but hey when you've got some good content and some good uh good co-hosts in here it's um I'm just gonna let the conversations flow so that'll wrap us up here guys show number 11 again remember get those listener questions in uh, we had some cool ones tonight we've got uh, plenty more room for more questions if you want to get them into us um, so get them in on the social media post we'll have them up later on this week um, again 
Big thank you to our show sponsors, uh, MPE Suspension, um, Paul and the team up there. Go and uh, check them out at mpesuspension.com.au. And as always, mention the Moto Limited show, and they will help you out with what they can. And then Pro Powder Powder Coating, protecting your investment. As always, uh, propowder.com.au. Uh, go and see the guys down there for any needs that you may have. All righty, guys. Thank you, Caleb, for coming in the studio, mate. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you for having well, me. Wasn't that scary being in here, mate? Nah, you did it's it right. been good. I'll definitely have to get Kara back. <laughs> Hopefully, we can get him down on the show. I'll throw a couple sneaky questions yeah. in for him as well. <laughs> but that'd be good. We'll have to get all the boys down here and have a couple. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm hoping to have as many people as we can on this thing. Um, Robbie, pleasure as always, mate. Yep. Thanks, Trent. Thanks, Caleb. Anytime. And hopefully forward we, to chatting again. You'll be you'll be in studio next week, Rob. I'm gonna gonna tee yep. up. You sick of yeah, nah. sick of getting all these electronics going at your house? Just come here where it's all set up, ready to go. It's getting it's getting better, but <laughs> the is. portable setup's getting better. It's getting better. It's, it's getting, getting better, but you like to come in here and sit in here, and we'll have the beers flowing, and uh, we'll get some real good content yeah, out. You, you boys can have a couple beers for me. We'll get you back on that bike soon, Rob. We'll you're, too, you're, too seri- you're too serious at the moment, Trent. You wouldn't even have a beer the other week. No, nah, no, nah, I'm trying not to. Nah. Looking after him bigger. <laughs> the way, the, oh, yeah. Well, no, no, that's right. It's because you, you went Gap Creek and you had too many beers out there the night before or, or the two nights before. No, no, <laughs> no. I just, just started putting on the spare tire, mate, and I was not. And, and <laughs> hey, I rode, I felt really good at Gap Creek the other day, and I thought, oh, I'll be fucking good to go racing. And Tivoli, I was like, yeah, I felt good. Yeah, I went right. Nah, not that good at racing anymore. They're too hard. I got two laps in me, and I was fucking cooked oh. every single moment. Last one, I actually felt all right when the track got sh- really, shit and hey tivoli spec track at kilcoy yesterday afternoon like full baked hard (laughs) like dusty and i'm like started catching a few of the boys that were smoking me in the first motos and they're like what happened to you in the final one i was like i don't know i didn't feel any better just the track was shit you guys (laughs) wants to slow it up so um but no i think i'll be uh yeah, quit my job so got a new job start next monday so i might have to celebrate this week and then i'll be back not sitting on my ass full time as a job, so I might be getting fit again. <laughs> well, then, then that's perfect. Then you can drink beers. That's right, and then we're back on, and everything goes up good. Then we can go for a cycle and get a coffee with Rob. We're I don't. Hey, I don't go cycling anymore. I sold that. I go mountain bike ride with here. Cycling skills. Nah, I suck at mountain yeah. biking. I become a sook when I get on them things. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I get scared of the road. <laughs> All the roads out here, mate, they're scary. As yeah. to cycling, you go. Oh, past. I don't know. I go cycling with Ferris down in Kyogle. That's an experience <laughs> in its own. Yes, yes, it is. All right guys let's wrap that up um thank you for joining us everyone again show number 11 um from rob myself and caleb um we'll see you on the next one enjoy the racing out there motor limited network we've been out filming for the last two days i'm knackered trying to get home and we're running out of fuel and we're about 13 k's from home